It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. All right. It's Friday, August 12th, 2022. Um, and welcome to the Three Man Rush. We're going to get uh, some college football talked here, but first we're going to go with our uh, fumble or fruit basket or fumble or gift basket um, section where we both choose, we all choose a, a bad thing or a good thing that's happened recently. Um, Tom, you want to start us off with your gift basket? Um, I actually have a fumble today. Okay. Um, and it is two of my least favorite schools involved in the situation, but um, Malachi Nelson. He's about to flip the A&M. And, you know, there's not a lot of places that I want him to go because he's going to be really good. But I'd rather have him at A&M than uh, USC with Lincoln Riley. I can go, can go suck it. Um, but Malachi Nelson, did you all see what he posted on his uh, Instagram? No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he was, was like, crazy. yeah, no one, no one can tell me what my future is, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll burn bridges when they need to be burnt. And I was like, hell yeah. Burn those bridges. Go to A&M, please, for the love. Go to A&M. Lincoln Riley will get a good quarterback, but he won't have Malachi Nelson. So, so he's he's tra- or he's not even he's already transferring and he's not even on the. No, he's not transferring. He's still oh yeah, yeah he's still, he's still. But he might flip to A&M, which will just make my heart just so happy. Yeah, I mean, gosh, man, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with Malachi Nelson. I just don't. I just know the recruiting stuff. Like it's great, but you just never know how quarterbacks, especially, are going to pan out. So it's like, you know, who's going to be good, who's going to be not good, may not matter until they're actually in college. It's hard to really gauge that. Arch Manning is going to be a bust, and you can you can quote me on that. You can write it down. He's going to suck. I'm just going to keep calling him Arch Johnson because if his last name was Manning, Manning, he would not be the number one recruit. Arch Johnson, you know, he would be I don't know top ten recruit, but not number one. I saw something that said he'd be like a good three star if he didn't have the Manning name. So, Arch Johnson going to Texas. Going to Texas. All right, Drew. Uh, well, my gift basket of the week is that gas prices continue to plummet down. It's looking good for all of our bank accounts. So, shout out to that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. It's basically all I've got. Um, so, I've got both here. I've got uh, my gift basket is somebody um, recently bought Hitler's watch in an auction um, for $1.1 million. Uh, that's a gift basket. Sim- I mean, just because, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool watch. Now, is Hitler cool? No, obviously not. You know, we've had, he's had his his drama. It was an honest mistake. Just kidding. Uh, was it, though? <laughs> no, no, it was not. Um, the Civil War was an honest mistake now. All right, but not, not Hitler. Um, anyways, uh, 
$1.1 million in the auction. That's how much his uh, watch went for. Somebody got a steal here, and it's a nice watch. Um, I think it's a gift basket just for the fact of you know, this is never going to be on an auction again, right? Like, this is the only time you have the option to buy Hitler's watch. Cool. Does the $1.1 million go to Hitler's family? Well, I, I, if, that's a, if that's a fact, then that's fine. I don't fumble. think so. I don't think it goes to their family. Why? Why? Why are they still? What? Like, I, I couldn't imagine going to an auction and being like, "Yeah, I'm about to spend 1.1 million on a watch of one of the worst humans ever to exist." I just it's iconic, man. Why are you spending your money on that? <laughs> it's history, I guess. It's like, a, it's like an artifact. It's like a fossil at that point. Like, imagine, imagine y'all come over to my house, and I am going through showing you my new house, and. I show you, oh, here is my prize possession. Hitler's watch. I, dude, I, will, I, would think, I would, first of all, I'd be like, well, Tom Tom had to have been German. Second of all, I'd be like, to. maybe Tom's grandparents weren't great people. And then third, I'd be like, my third, like, solution of, of, of those three, I'd be like, oh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool thing to have. I just think it's a gift basket be because it's something that's never going to be sold again. So I might as well buy it. I would, I would judge the person who bought that. I'm sorry, I would. Well, yeah, but how many things can you buy that will never be purchased again? You know, not a lot of things. It's true. That's fair, but I, I'd still judge them. I would. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, then my fumble here is 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 just girls. Um, girls make have made fumbles this this week because I've seen more aesthetic Instagram stories on things that shouldn't be like aesthetic. Like, you know how girls will, like, take a picture of, like, oh, here's, I don't know, the sunrise or the sunset, and they'll put on their story. It's, like, aesthetic. Like, it's, it's all right. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but I saw today a croissant. Uh, it was a gross-looking croissant on there on, on an Instagram story. That's not an aesthetic. It's a croissant, right? It's just a croissant. And I, I it's not me. And then I saw another one with this girl. She got a new trash can, and it was on her balcony. And now there's a beautiful sunset. But she was, like, new trash can on the balcony. That's not an aesthetic. That's just a weird post. I, I don't. So I, why, I don't. Who, who the hell cares? I'm sorry. Exactly. No one cares about your trash can. Just say you're taking a picture of the sunrise. Like, come on, it's not hard. Yeah. Your sunset. So, go ahead. Is it as is it aesthetic or is it aesthetic? I think it's aesthetic. Why would it? Be I thought it was aesthetic. 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 I thought it was always aesthetic. Do you think it's aesthetic? Wait, let's see. It doesn't got an E at the minute. At the end, it doesn't make the A hard. What? Yeah. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Aesthetic? Aesthetic. It does say aesthetic. Fuck, dude. Well, I've been saying that wrong my entire life. You've been saying that your entire life? Yeah, my entire life. Aesthetic. 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 Well, keep it up, Jake. Either way. um, Yeah. uh, uh, Never mind. All right. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Uh, you guys, we're going to move on to uh, choosing a team this year. I think it's going to be important and fun this year. We're, season's almost here. Each of us is going to take uh, pick a team that we just have a, a you know a personal bias to that we want to cheer for this year in each Power Five conference. But we're also going to lead off with the Sun Belt here. So we're going to have a little bit of um, fun here with the Fun Belt. We're going to get uh, a team from each. Uh, a team for each of us in the Sun Belt that we just ride or die with this season. Um, Sun Belt's going to be a fun conference this year, guys. Uh, they're welcoming welcoming in the James Madison Dukes. 
this season. Um, and I think it could be electric this season in the Sun Belt. It's been electric uh, quite recently. But I think we're going to get a really special season from the, from, the, from the Fun Belt this year. So, uh, Tom, you want to pick your your Fun Belt team first? No, my Fun Belt team is, as you mentioned, James Madison Dukes. Welcome to big boy football. Let's see what you can do. I'm ready to see it. They've dominated D2 football for however long. Um, and I think they're ready to to make that jump. I've made that I've made that team in NCAA 14 a few times, and we've won a few championships from here and there. But I I, I just believe that they can come in and do some damage. They I mean they're a historic program for I mean what they've done in their conferences and stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see them. Um, we'll see how it pans out. That jump is definitely a lot harder than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, and I think I think they're going to do good. I really do. James Madison is like the North Dakota State of the East. Mm-hmm. They're just a, they're just a FCS power man, and now making the big jump. I'd like to see North Dakota State make the jump as well. I'm surprised they haven't come yet. But also, if you're <laughs> the Alabama of, <laughs> they haven't come, they haven't come yet. Well, they're not coming. Um, you're edging. But I I'm surprised they haven't yet, especially with all this realignment going on. Um, but. I, if you're the Alabama of that sort of type of football, do you really want to change it up? Good point. Alabama's I mean, not changing from the SEC. They're not. They're not leaving conferences. Exactly. They're. I mean, they're the Alabama of of that. I don't know. Is it FBS? FCS. FCS. Football so college subdivision. They, they, they dominated. They've, they've dominated that. They've won. They beat a lot of D1 schools. Uh, oh yeah. Big name schools as well, but. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sad they're not here yet, but I feel like they'll be here eventually. Um, just going to take a little bit of time. Okay, so Tom rides with the James Madison Dukes. Drew, you're up for your fun belt team of the year. Well, I'm picking them. Don't know a single thing about them this year. Just, just the fact that they beat Michigan in the big house going out state. Oh, dang it. That was going to be my pick. Uh, I love their their new head coach. His name is uh, Brody Yukin. Plus, they got a good um, they got a good social media team. People are rising from the water. Rising from the water, yeah. And head coach uh, Brody Yukin. You heard of him? Yeah. This is something about nuts. <laughs> I was gonna say Brody, you can suck these nuts, but you got me. <laughs> All right. Uh, he was coming today. Hate to say it. He yeah. was coming. We'll uh, get you again, Drew. I hate to say it. Well, I've got I've got five or six lined up, so that was just my first shot. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, so Drew has picked the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Um, beautiful, beautiful boo, North Carolina. Uh, their campus is just, it's great. It's great in the fall, nice little mountains. You know, they're called the Mountaineers for a reason. Um, I like I like the pick. Also, I just, I like their uniforms. Um, I think it's a good pick there. So we've got James Madison and App State off the board. So that means I'm going to take the Marshall Thundering Herd. We are Marshall. Um, me and Matthew McConaughey, the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, are going to have a hell of a season. I don't really know anything about Marshall. I remember Rakeem Cato. This is his second time being mentioned on the podcast now. Rakeem Cato, college football legend. Um, but I'm going to the Thundering Herd. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah. He's a Marshall. He was a, he was thundering at that herd. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's not just a herd. It's the Thundering Herd. And that's really why I, I chose to pick them here. Um, I, I really like I really like Marshall. Um, 
just because it's one of those teams that you, you forget about, but it's a smaller team that has a massive fan base, right? A great fan base out there in West Virginia. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Mountain, or on, not the Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd this season. Can I give an honorable mention for all of us? Because I know probably all three of us like this team a lot. Okay. It's Coastal Carolina. I mean, how can you not love that team? Well, the fun belt becomes the fun belt with the teal, the teal turf. Like, it, you know, the surf- I mean, they, their first year up, they had, like, three linebackers with mullets. Grayson McCall is a dog. Um, yeah, they got Heisman contender. Yeah, Grayson they have the possible Heisman contender. He, all, the, all the dominoes fall into place. You can definitely pull it out. But I just, I mean, can you imagine the that? most interesting college, like, football color scheme, I think. Out of out of any anyone else in in D one football, James Madison's um, got a pretty interesting one, purple and gold. Yeah, well, I guess they. So, hey, that interesting. we're getting fun in the fun belt. I'll tell you what, we're getting fun this year in the fun belt. I think we we picked the the powers of the fun belt. I picked uh, Marshall, Drew picked App State, and you picked James Madison. I guess James Madison's on a power. It's their first year. Um, well, that will be. Uh, well, James Madison's been a power, but uh, you know, hey, it's a new step. App State was a power. <laughs> they made the step. Who did App State almost upset a couple of years ago? Was it Florida? Uh, Miami. Oh. I think it was Miami. Even better. Um, and then a, a cat actually fell from the second deck of the Miami Stadium. You not remember that? No, I do remember that. He was hanging on that, by, no, no, by the wire. Weird game. I remember the block field goal in the big house. Oh, that, that was one of my first college football memories. So, All right, well, moving That's on awesome. from the Sun Belt, we're going to choose our ride-or-die teams for this season in the Pac-12 um, it will soon be called the Pac-10, I guess, again. But, uh, Tom, you got first pick last time, so, Drew, you get first pick here for the Pac-12. Uh, right of guys, Sam. I'm going UCLA just because they're USC's rival, to be honest. They got Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They got Dorian Thompson-Robinson coming in. Um, not coming in, coming back. Um, I like the color scheme. Now, obviously, they got the Rose Bowl. Was love them. It's a good school. Russell Westbrook went there. Shout out. You'll be love uh, Kevin Love too. You'll be one of their twenty-five fans in, in attendance this year, out there in the road. Yes, I will. Got to take advantage of the Rose Bowl. Nice. You have to. All right. So Drew's got the UCLA Bruins. Uh, I'll be second, and I'm going to choose the Arizona Wildcats. Um, they're not a good team. They lost a lot of games the last two years. They have a coach named Jed Fish, and I love him. And Jed Fish? I'm telling you, he's he's the guy. They got Jaden Delora, transferred from Washington State. I think he's an all-right quarterback. They have this guy, and I'm not quite sure how to say his name, but I watched him on YouTube a couple times. He's going to be a true freshman. His name is Tetorie or Tetorie. I don't know. Something like that. His last name's McMillan. The guy is electric. Absolutely electric. So I'm going to take the Wildcats here. Um you know, I think people uh, forget here. Rob Gronkowski went to Arizona. Teddy Bruschi yep. went to Arizona. I think the Wildcats are coming back this year. Um, if you remember, guy, if you guys remember Kadeem Carey from Arizona, great running back in 2000, 2010. I remember that name. Oh, he was like, I can't uh, say anything about him. Who's their quarterback they had a couple years ago? Khalil Tate? Khalil Tate, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really good. Preseason Heisman winner. <laughs> Week two he Heisman somewhere. He was, uh, he was, he was all right. So I've got Arizona Wildcats. Drew's got the UCLA Bruins. Tom, who you got for your ride or die team in the Pac-12 this year? I'm riding with the Oregon Ducks. 
Dan Lanning is, is going to be an amazing coach. Got a feeling. Um, I just think Oregon has all the pieces to dominate the back the Pac-12 for the foreseeable future. Um, however long that future truly is, that's a question mark. But um, I think Oregon. I mean, Dan Lanning has proved that he's a great coach. Um, he. I mean, he formed the best defense literally ever in college football last year. And um, I think, I mean, if he can get control of a whole team and get some dogs like that, I'm, I'm excited to see it um, be a little interesting, see a Pac-12 team actually have a good defense. Um, but we will see. Big question mark on that, but I'm excited to see it. Okay, so uh, Tom takes the Oregon Ducks off the board, so we've all filled our Pac-12 teams. Um, for the Big 12 um, obviously, I'm an Oklahoma State fan. They're both OU fans. So we're going to keep with the Big 12 but not choose one of those two teams. Um, I'll go first this time, and I'm picking the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I've got uh, Joey McGuire and the boys. Um, they're going to be my ride-or-die team this year uh, just, for, just, for, just for this season because I don't really like Texas Tech too much. I don't give them the respect this year because I think Joey McGuire is exciting. Um, he brings a lot of uh, energy already. Um, and – he hasn't even played a game yet, so I think he's doing something right. He kind of reminds me of Mike Boynton uh, at OSU. The fans are more invested now that he's there, even before they played a game. And that doesn't mean that he's going to win. Um, that doesn't mean that he's going to be great, but it'll be an exciting ride. So that's why I'm going to choose the Red Raiders. I'll go with the, the Baylor Bears this year just because, I mean, Dave Rand is a really good coach, but he lost a lot of talent to the draft this year with, uh, like, Tyquan Thornton and uh, – a lot of defensive players, but they added players like a uh, Jackson player. They got that. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, it's like Ika. Ika, yeah, that guy's gonna be well, really he's good. He's massive dude. I'm just interested to see how they can do with all the talent they lost this year. Because I think Dave Ramda could uh, still make them like a nine, ten, one team, maybe a big twelve champion again. Uh, I I don't. Th- so. I think they're gonna be a good team. Um, yeah, they, they they lost so much on defense, man. That we're all veterans, and kind of the same thing with Oklahoma State, um, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the back end uh, that, that, that weren't on the defensive line that were veterans. But the thing with Baylor and Oklahoma State is their defensive lines are both very stout and returning almost everybody. So as long as you can kind of play that as a strength, you'll be fine. So Drew takes. Y'all remember that player that played for Baylor? Like, when Baylor first got good, like, right after RG3, the one we used to make memes about. Oh, Sean Oakman. Oh, Sean Oakman. Oakman. That's his name, man. He was wrong. What a tragic story that guy did. Something like that. I think he was. First of all, he was proven not guilty. He would have been a beast in the NFL. He would have been awesome. One of the more sad stories. All right, Drew, you want to pick yours? Yeah, I think I will. This year, going with Arkansas, they got a lot of good players this year. They're supposed to be better than they have been in a very, very long time. Uh, K.J. Jefferson is getting a lot of hype this offseason at quarterback. They got um transfer from Alabama, Drew Sanders, uh, who's going to be able to play linebacker for them. They also got Oklahoma transfer Jaden Hazelwood, who came in as the number three recruit in the country. He never really – like he, he had some games at OU where he was like, oh, you can see the potential, but he never really turned it on there. So, um, yeah. You know, Arkansas this year. I think they're going to have a nine-win season, nine and three. All right, Drew takes Woo Pig Suey. He's got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Tom, you've got third pick in the SEC. Who are you I'm taking? going South Carolina. Um, 
I think it's a bias thing, 100%. OU is intertwined in that program right now, um, whether I like it or not. Spencer Rattler there, Austin Stoggers there, Shane Beamer is the head coach. He's from the OU coaching tree. Um, I just there's there's no way I can't cheer for him um, and hope they do well. Uh, I know everything that happened with Spencer Rattler in that whole relationship breakup, but I I just got to cheer for South Carolina. I got to hope they do good. Um, Want to see him actually cause some damage? I don't remember <coughs> probably since Jadavion Clowney the last time they were actually relevant. So. I'm interested to see it. I want to see him be good this year. All right, Tom takes the Gamecocks. Uh, I think that's another reason. I, I took Tennessee just because I, I love cheering for the Tennessee Volunteers. I don't even really care if they're good. That's just a fun team to cheer for, great fan base. So I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. Drew's got Arkansas, and Tom has the South Carolina Gamecocks. Moving to the ACC, Tom, you're up first again this time. Uh, we're circling back around to you having the first pick. Um, who do you want to take out of the ACC? I want to take Wake Forest again. Um, the only thing that scares me about that is Sam Hartman has some condition or something going on um, where he might not be able to play this year, which is super disappointing. He's been awesome. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Wake could be more than just Sam Hartman, and I hope I can see that. I hope Wake comes back and plays in the uh, ACC championship again. Uh, probably won't happen. I'll be honest with myself, but I hey, I got to cheer. I got to cheer for Wake Forest. I got it. Yeah, uh, I think Wake Forest is a good pick. Uh, so Drew, you want to go second here? You got your uh, your option of everyone but Wake Forest. Yeah, well, I think I talked about this a little bit on the first podcast. I'm going with Clemson. Just growing up, they've been my second favorite team my entire life. So. Uh, I just love Dabo. Love what he has to say. You guys have got Dabo DJ Leon What'd you say? So you guys have Dabo 2.0, Brent Venables. That's what I'm saying. Makes even better. Makes my Clemson love even more because we just gutted their entire staff. So. Cheering for the Gotta have them there. They do they still have a? No, I think they do. I think he got drafted. Never mind. But they got DJ Leon still. Right. Big Clemson Tiger fan. All right, so Drew has Clemson Tigers, Tom has Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. And with that left, I'm going to pick, it's between Boston College or NC State. Um, I like Boston College, just I want to give him a little shout-out. I like Phil Jerkovich, or however the hell you say his name. Um, And I also really like their their head coach, Jeff Halfley. But I'm going to take NC State. I think it's just the Wolfpack year. I'm going to ride with the strength of the pack here, Um, you know. I don't know what their hand sign is, but I think it should be this. I think it would be pretty cool. Little wolf. Um, but, yeah, Devin Leary there for the Wolf Pack. Man, it's their, it's their year, man. It's the Wolf Pack's year. They've got an underrated fan base, a great fan base for college football that's been starving for some success. I think North Carolina State Wolf Pack this year are going to win the ACC. So I've, I'm taking the NC State and the ACC. So just to recap, Tom has Wake Forest, Drew takes Clemson, and I've got NC State as our ride-or-die teams. Um, this season, last conference we have on the on the schedule here is the Big Ten. Um, Drew, you've got the first pick for the Big Ten. Who are you going to lead off with? Uh, I'm going Michigan State just simply for the fact that Tuck is coming. Don't know much about him this year, to be honest. Really, don't know anything about yeah, him. They've but got a lot of transfers. Him. A couple transfer running backs, Peyton Thorn, Jaden Reed's come back. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I know Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne. We have him pretty highly ranked in our Big Ten QB rankings. So. Yeah. I think Michigan State's gonna be fine. I think they might take a step back this year, but uh, yeah, Tuck is still there and he's still coming. So Michigan State. Well, I think. I think they will be just your average average Michigan State team, probably around eight and four. Yeah. Seven and five. Maybe upset Michigan or Ohio State somewhere along the line. Yeah, or Penn State. Such a tough. They got a good fan base down there. What? I said they got a good fan base down there. Oh yeah. So root for them. Tuck's on his way, man. All right, Tom, you got second pick. Um, Well, I was going to say Michigan State as well, solely because Tuck's coming. Um, but Drew took him, so you know what? I will. I'll go for Michigan. I'll say it. Let, let's let's raise a championship banner in Ann Arbor. When's the last time that's happened? It's been a minute. I'd love to see it. Well, Big Ten Championship last they year. They won it la- Did they win it last year? Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's go back to back. Then. Let's get let's get two All up right, there. Back to back. <laughs> let's shove it in Ohio State's face. Um, keep it in the state of Michigan. Ohio doesn't. What what the hell is in Ohio? There's nothing. Um. Joe Burrow. They do have Joe Burrow. I okay. Besides Cincinnati, what do they have? Baby. Not a lot. Um, but yeah. I think uh, I really like that McNamara kid. I really, really, or McCarthy, whatever his name is. The backup, yeah, the backup that's really fast. Young. Yeah. One. Yeah, that's McCarthy. Yeah, I I love that kid. That kid looks awesome. I think he's going to be really good, yeah. and probably next year. I doubt he play. I mean, they'll probably do that same quarter, two quarterback thing this year. Um, but I'd love to see him take the full reins and see what he can do. Uh, I think he's going to be real good. I think Michigan. I mean, who who the hell knows with Michigan? Um, they could be awesome or horrible. There's there's no in between. Um, so we'll see. Their last two seasons kind of show that. We will see. They went two and four in the first thing, and then won the conference the next year. Plus they got a good, they got a really good running back too. Uh, that Blake Corum guy. Yeah, they. I think they're going to be better on offense this year. Uh, uh, Roman Wilson, a receiver, also they get Ronnie Bell back, who's their best receiver, who's injured for last year. They added Darius Clemens, who's a real good uh, freshman. It's going to be a good, good freshman for them. So they're, they're pretty good at wide receiver. I think their offense will be better than their de- their defense this year, which would be a change. Um, but they obviously they're another team that lost a lot last season. You know. Uh, would have been two first-round picks uh, uh, rushing on their edges. Aiden Hutchinson and David Nojabo, they also lost Daxton Hill. Um, so they're, they're replacing a lot on defense. But, yeah, so Tom takes Michigan, and that leaves me. Um, I've got quite a few choices here, but I'm going to take the Maryland Terrapins as my ride-or-die team this year. I'm taking the Maryland Terps simply because Talia Tagovailoa is a Terp. Um, they've got a great receiving core. Um, they've got, like, a really good receiving core. They've got Jacob Copeland, Dante Dimas, and uh, Rakeem Jarrett, who is a former five-star as well. So I'm taking Maryland Terps off the board here in the Big Ten. I think it could be the Terps season, man. This is a, this is a nine-win team. I'm, I'm saying out there, it's a nine-win team. The Terps are winning nine ball games this year in the Big Ten East. When's the last time so they won nine So let's just go wins. ahead. Are they, they have yeah, nine wins? Have I don't know. Probably quite a while ago. Let's let's see. It's had to have been a minute. I forget Maryland. Yeah, I forget Maryland's a Big Ten team. To be quite honest, oh, I, I think yeah, we all do. The only thing that I really Last know time... about Maryland is um, Stefan Diggs played there. That's about all I remember. Uh, they, they also had who's the receiver for uh, the Panthers? That's real good. 
Number two for the Panthers. Robbie Anderson? Can't name his name. No, no. He's really good receiver. I'm trying to think. DJ Moore? Yep, DJ Moore. He's from Maryland as well. Maryland, All right, Maryland's um, got Maryland produced some re- receivers. I'll tell you what, if they can do one thing, they produce produce some pretty good receivers. Um, all right, so let's go through our teams here for the Sun Belt. I've got uh, Marshall Drew as App State as James Madison um, for the Pac-12. I've got Arizona. Tom, who did you have? Uh, Pac-12 at Oregon. Okay, and then Drew, you have UCLA. Big 12, I've got the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Drew's got Baylor. Tom has KU. Uh, for the SEC, I've got Tennessee. Drew's got Arkansas. Tom's got South Carolina. And then for the ACC, I've got North Carolina State. Drew's got Clemson. Tom has Wake Forest. And then lastly, I picked the Maryland Terps. Drew picked Michigan State, and Tom picked Michigan. Well, Michigan State-Michigan rivalry this year, guys. It's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Don't forget who Big Brother is, though. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think they played for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, which is a pretty elite trophy. Oh, stop here, trophy. All right, so next we're going to go in right into our top 25 on our college football preview here. Uh, we put out our top 25, which was uh, our three polls averaged out. Um, but each of us kind of has our own personal list of the top 25. Uh, I think all of us kind of unanimously had Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, one, two, three, if I'm, if I'm right. Um, but who's a team on here that you guys ranked that you think you're a little bit higher on than most people or maybe a team that you're lower on than, than most people that would kind of stick out? I mean, I will say I, I did my rankings best off, based off how I think, like, the committee will rank them in week one, not, like, my personal feelings. So, I mean, I guess on my list that I have kind of low. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati just went to the playoff last year when I have them ranked at number 22, but they did lose a lot of people. But I think Luke Fickle's a good enough coach to keep them up there. And, the, I mean, this, the, to be fair, they still play in the American Conference, so they got to play Houston, Tulsa, but I think that they can still be a top 15 team throughout the year. Cincinnati-Arkansas is going to be a heck of a, a an early season game. I think it will be, be a very, very telling how the season goes for both teams. Um, another another person I have kind of low ranked or high ranked, I guess, is I have Texas A and M at six, which I think that we all know they're going to end up in the around the twenties once they have their fourth loss of the season. They'll ha- they'll hang a banner for whoever whatever ACC team wins the championship. They'll hang a banner banner for them. So <laughs> that's I'm pretty sure they're probably ha- they already have the recruiting national championship banner on the way. Well, they've already got their rings for They're that. They're going to hang on to that one side. for as long oh, yeah. as possible. We're number one. Number one or three class. We number didn't one. Yeah. It's the only thing they'll ever be number one. Yeah, dude. Oh, can you imagine if they just put uh, national champions 2022 recruiting class? <laughs> it said recruiting class under it, like I, on the, the bowl around the stadium. It said 2022 recruiting class. I just class, can't believe team. they hired. Uh, Jimbo and just gave him a trophy. That was one of the more shocking things I've ever seen. It like even oh, did. when he got hired, like yeah, twenty oh, yeah. blank. Yeah, you're never gonna get one, AM. You're never. It's not gonna happen. No, no. Hey, I commend him for trying. I guess, but, but like, yeah, I, like I would understand more if it was like Alabama, like Nick Saban retires. If they do it, because you know they win some, and it makes more sense. 
but I mean, A and M hasn't done anything besides have Johnny Manziel, and that's about it. I mean, they have they've had more success in the SEC I, than they yeah, have in the Big Twelve. Cool, good for them. Kind of but yeah. like, I mean, it's just they're not getting past the big boys. They're not. It's just they'll always be stuck yeah. in mediocrity, I think. But I mean, if, if they're gonna do anything this Speaking year, that'll be this year. I mean, if I they're put gonna do A&M anything, at sixteen, where they belong, they belong under the fifteen spot. That is that is just prime eight and four area. Um. I mean, I, I'm looking at my list here. Um, I think I kind of am underestimating Kentucky this year a little bit. I think Kentucky's going to be pretty good. Um, but I also I did not read Kentucky. I also put. I think I have four Big Twelve teams in the top fifteen right now. Yeah, I have OU at eight, Baylor ten, OSU at twelve, and Texas at thirteen. We'll see how that works out. Texas probably fall off. Um, that's how it's been for the last 10 years, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Those are my, really my only ones that could kind of, I also have USC at 19 because it's, I mean, it is insane to put a four and eight team in the top 10. It's ridiculous. I don't care who gets added to the team. That is ridiculous to throw them in the top 10 solely off of coach. Texas though. It's kind of the same thing. Texas is going to be pretty much completely different. But at least Texas is like. I mean, within the last five years, I mean, what, 2017, they were 10 and 2 or whatever? Um, 10 and 4, but yeah. Whatever it was. But I, I mean, USC hasn't had a year like that in however long. But, I mean, they, they had Sam Darnold as quarterback at one point. Sam fucking Darnold. Like, well, well, Sam I don't Darnold, care. Boston College. They, they went to the Rose Bowl that one year. I think they beat Penn State. <laughs> they beat Penn oh. State in the Rose Bowl that yeah. year, yeah. They were good that year. They were good that year. Uh, so the teams I have on here that I think I might be a little bit higher on than most people is Houston. I have Houston at 24. I think Houston's – they're basically returning almost everyone from a team that went 11-2 and two last season. Granted, it was the American. But they have some electric playmakers, uh, another a veteran quarterback. Daniel Holgerson's been there for quite a while. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, I've got uh, Miami at 19. And Miami, to me, is the one I have on here that has the biggest ability to rise. Mario Cristobal is kind of proven he's a good coach and probably a better recruiter. I do worry, though, that they have a really good quarterback, but Cristobal has always kind of been known to just run the ball a lot. And I'm not sure that they'll be able to stick with the pass, even though that might be the, like, their strong suit on offense. I've got AM at 12. We talked about AM. Arkansas at 13. Baylor at 11. NC State at 10. I got Utah at nine. Uh, I ranked Utah at nine just because I, I couldn't see putting NC State or Baylor over them. But I don't think Utah is going to have a good season. Like, I, I think they're going to have a good season, fine season. But they have so much hype in the Pac-12. Um, and Utah, to me, is still a team that last year lost to BYU and Sa- San Diego hey, State. Hey, don't sleep on like, BYU. I mean, yes. Do not sleep on the Cougars this year. That's all I'm saying. Granted, yes, don't. So I also have BYU at 23 here. So I, I, I'm high on BYU as well. But – just it's just I think I feel like we're doing Utah a disservice by rating them so high right now and ranking them in the top five or top six. This is not a playoff team. It's not. And as much as we want to make them out to be, Ohio State last year struggled like on defense. Uh, Utah could not stop Ohio State. They had no chance to stop Ohio State. Zero in the in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State 
defensively struggled against almost anybody with a pulse. So, like, for me to take take that into account, like, Oregon beat uh, Ohio State, so did Michigan. Um, Nebraska almost beat Ohio State. If the only thing I'm, I'm basing Utah on being good is beating Ohio State last year, I just don't think that's the thing. I, I don't think that that's something to, to base, base out of. Um, is there a is there a quarterback still cam rising? Yeah. Transferred from Texas. I mean, I, I'm not telling you Utah is going to be bad. I, don't, I think they're going to finish the year ranked. But to tell me that it's a playoff team, it's not. It's just not. And neither is Notre Dame. That's the other one. Notre Dame is not a playoff team. Um, I've watched Notre Dame in the third or fourth row um, in the Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame is talented, a good team. They're a top ten program. Great program nationally. Very relevant, obviously. It's not a playoff team this year. Um, they don't. Ha- I mean, Jack Cohn was one of the was very productive, um, a strong quarterback. I would say, uh, in my opinion, last year was was very, like, pretty good, above average. Led them. It was in every single game. So that's what you, all you can ask from a quarterback. They're replacing him with Tyler Buckner, most likely. Not sure I'm high on him. Michael Mayer is the real deal at tight end. He's insane. But I mean, to me, it's just you're losing two or three of your best players at Notre Dame, and. It, I think they're going to be fine with Marcus Freeman and be good because he recruits so at a high level, but those recruits aren't there yet. So I think Notre Dame, it's not a playoff team. Um, but I think they're, they're still a top-10 team. So I've got them at five, but I I had them outside the playoff. Um, who else here? Texas at 15. I just think they have too much talent to, to, to rank them too low. And then I've got Tennessee at 25. It was either Tennessee or Kentucky at 25, and I chose the Volunteers. Uh, what do you guys think about Penn State or Wisconsin this year? I have I have Wisconsin right number 16. I have because I'm just I'm I don't know who the running back is, but I'm sure they'll probably run for 2,000 yards like every other Wisconsin they, running back. They is. Uh, running backs like no other. It makes no sense. Yeah. Plus, you know they'll have a, a big oh, one yeah. fed offensive line now. Make a, a truck size hole for the That's the whole back, Big so. Ten West, man. They have so much yeah. corn in that area of the country. Like, <laughs> I, I, it is one of those things where it may be overstated. Like, every time you think of Iowa or Wisconsin, you think, oh, corn. Or Nebraska, especially Nebraska. Corn masters. But, like, when you drive through those places, you're like, oh, it's not. It, yeah. No, like, it's not un- overstated. There is always corn. You look, a mo- you look to your left, right, center. You know, look center, right, left. You see corn. We'll see how good Wisconsin will be this year based off their quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, Graham Mertz can step up. I have faith in them. I have them at 17. Um, one of my really good buddies um, actually grew up with Graham Mertz. Um, and I've, I've talked to him on the phone before uh, just to do it. And he seems like a good guy. Um, he had that insane start. Like, the first, like, five games of the season last year, he was dominant. But then he got hit a couple times by some real teams and – kind of showed him what college football is really about. But we will see. Um, yeah, Wisconsin, they're always solid, but I, I just don't see them being anything other than solid. I really don't. Uh, I didn't rank, rank Penn State. Uh, that was one of the teams that was really yeah, close. Them and Kentucky were uh, 26 and 27. Also had Iowa pretty close to – I think they were 28, 29. I just – none of those teams to me – is a team that can really sneak up and in, into the top 10 or so. That's just my opinion. Now, Penn State, their schedule is really tough. So I, and I just, they're, they're losing Jaquan Brisker, um, 
Jahan Dotson, they're kind of best player on offense, best player on defense, and I just don't believe in Sean Clifford. So, sue me. Fair thing to bet on. Yeah, I don't believe him either. But I, I do believe that Iowa and Penn State will both be ranked at some point yeah. during the season, but they will not finish ranked. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it as well. I think you could have put Kentucky in here. I could have put Kentucky in here. Another team I'd like to talk about is Pitt. So I have Pitt at 22. Pitt is a completely new team from last year. Um, I wish that Jordan Addison played at Pittsburgh, so that would be way more correct to me. But, uh, yeah, so Pitt at 22 is interesting. So what what do you guys think about Pittsburgh this year? I just – no, go ahead. I, mean, I, I have them at number 23. But uh, there's a big question mark because it's – I mean, it is really tough losing Kenny Pickett and the Blitnikoff winner in the same offseason. But – I mean, also, it's a very weak ACC, once again. So, you'll see. They'll they'll get their 8-9 wins against the, the shitters of the ACC. But once it comes to, like, playing NC State and Clemson and Wake Forest, those will be some tough games for them. So, I mean, I think they'll finish the season right around 23. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our top 25. Uh, we might as well mention Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Also, Michigan. I have Michigan at 6 right behind Notre Dame. We've got Oklahoma State behind Michigan then Oklahoma. It's not that I don't think Oklahoma might beat Oklahoma State. It's just that I think Oklahoma State returns a lot of talent. And then also we we were pretty dang good last year, and I, I don't see us changing from being a very good team. So I have them high, but that's just a little bit of bias. And then, so where did you guys have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? I have OU ranked at number nine, right behind Michigan at eight, and Utah at seven. Then I got Oklahoma State at 11, right behind NC State at 10. And then right above Texas at number twelve. Um, yeah. I just, uh, but again, I I base this off how I think that the committee will rank, like the AP committee will rank the teams, not like my personal. Mine beliefs, is more biased, a hundred percent. I have OU at eight, behind Michigan and Utah as well. Um, and then I have Baylor at ten, because um, I mean they they just won the Big Twelve. They're going to be Dave Aranda's a good coach. We'll see. Um, and I put OK State at 12th because, I mean, I listen. I'm an OU fan. I, I just can't. I can't put them above OU. I'm sorry. Can't do it. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, so those are our top 25 for this season. Um, you can check that out on our Twitter. Um, our Twitter is at Three Man Rush FB. It'll be fun. A great follow for you guys. We're putting out content all the time. Um, we're going to move into our SEC quarterback rankings. We're all, this will also be out pretty soon on our Twitter. Uh, ours three averaged, um, but we'll go through our personal list. I had Bryce Young number one, and then from there it kind of just goes in whichever way you want it to. I think everybody has Bryce Young number one. Um, you guys had KJ Jefferson at two, though, mm-hmm. right? I did. I'm a believer. The Arkansas fans to convince yeah. me through those Twitter polls. They were passionate loud. fan base. They were showing out. They were very loud. Very about very loud fan base. So, I think I, I'm going at KJ Jefferson number two. Number three, I put Spencer Rattler. I don't know what you guys have at number three, but I just think he has too much talent to be anywhere, anywhere uh, on that list. I've got Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Wow. Him at three. That's why I'm three? taking balls. I have him at two. You have him at two. Oh, at two. Wow. I've got him. I've got Hendon really? Hooker at two. Oh, wow. I put uh, I put Stetson Bennett in three. I feel like people are underestimating the championship quarterback. I mean, listen, he is exactly what you want in a quarterback. He doesn't throw the ball to the other team. He does sometimes. I won't lie. But 
I mean, he's just he's just everything you need. He's accurate. He won't throw the ball that far. He's a little he's a little tiny guy, but um, I mean, he was elite in that game against Alabama, and that was one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, I just I don't know how you can't put him up within that conversation of being in the better quarterbacks. I feel like it's a disservice and unfair to him personally. Um, he won he won the national championship. Uh, I know that defense really carried carried him. Uh, to succeed, but also, I mean, you got to you got to be able to throw the rock. And that guy, that guy might be the most accurate passer in the entire NCAA. Uh, I got at, at three. I have KJ Jefferson just behind Henry Hooker, and then I've got Anthony Richardson, super high on this guy. I've got him at four. Um, I might even I might I was thinking about putting him in a little even a little higher. I just think he's going to have a great year. Uh, the thing is, I don't know anything really about Billy Napier, so I don't know what kind of system he's running. But he is an electric runner, got a huge arm. I think he's, I think he's special, man. I think he's going to have a great season. I mean, I mean, if he doesn't have a great season this season, then he'll he'll be developed in, into that next year. Um, I got Spencer Rattler at five. He's kind of a known commodity. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, but he's one of the more known commodities of, of these SEC quarterbacks. There's a lot of new ones, uh, guys that are transfers. Obviously, he is too. But you've seen him do it on the field before and be successful. I've got Will Levis at six. What do you guys have at five and six, four, five, six? I, number four, I had Will Levis. I think he had a really good season last year with Kentucky. Um, I can see him being, if he if he can lead Kentucky to a, a solid record, you got maybe a little Heisman dark horse. But I Puts mean, Mayo in his we'll coffee. see about that. Yeah, it's weird. It's Mayo in really his weird. coffee. But yeah, I think he. Yeah, oh, it's very strange. But I think the thing is, if you if you put Will Levis at any other SEC school other than Kentucky, like put him at like a, let's say, I mean I guess Alabama, Georgia, but he won't start over Bryce Young. But I think he, if you put Will Levis at Georgia, he would definitely start over Stetson Bennett, in my opinion. No, I don't know, Drew. I don't know about that one, man. Stetson Bennett's that guy. He was drunk at Canes working. I mean, to be fair. He is five foot nothing. I, I agree. I, I, I even mentioned he's a tiny little guy, but I just he won an Addy, man. He did. And then at number five, I had Hendon Hooker. I mean, I guess I'm just not as high as him as Jake is, but I do like the Vols this year. I'm all in on the Vols. Love Josh Heupel. Love him. Special place in our hearts Amen. as OU fans. Um, number six, I got I got the mailman, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> I got Stetson Bennett at uh-huh. eight behind uh, Will Rogers of Mississippi State. Y'all are, y'all are. Hey. You guys are uh, awesome. You guys are very. You guys are asleep on Will Rogers. No, just hey, hey, much. hey, hey. Let me get my four, five, and six hey. out real quick. Number four, I have right, Will ahead. Rogers. Do not say I'm asleep right. on him. Do not <laughs> say I'm asleep on him. Will Rogers. That guy just. Claremore I think opened. he set last year the passing record at Miss State. Um. I mean, obviously he's in the air raid, so it's going to help him out quite a bit. But I mean, if you yeah. can run an air raid successfully, like we know Mike Leach can, um, I think Mike Leach got his guy in Will Will Rogers because he, I mean, first off, that's a fucking awesome name for a quarterback, um, and uh, he's just that guy. Um, so I have him at four. I have Spence, Spencer Rattler at five. Um, I mean, we kind of, I feel like everyone kind of knows what you're getting with Spencer Rattler. Um, he's awesome sometimes, and then you, when the light, lights start shining brightest, he just kind of trickles away and disappears. I think, I think people forget he got benched both times in both OU Texas games, which is one of the bigger games of the year. 
Um, I mean, Tanner Mordecai had to come in. That was just, it was. Hey, Tanner Mordecai's good. No, I, good hey, he was good, but whenever he was coming in for OU Texas, I was I was shitting some bricks. I won't lie, but um, and then I also have Will Levis at six. Um, I think he's good. I just don't really know enough about him. Um, I didn't really care too much to watch Kentucky football. I don't think I really want to, but um, we'll see how they do. If they're good, we'll definitely turn it in, watch them a little bit. But I'm just going to have to see a little more from Kentucky. And, hey, Mark Stoops, baby. Come on. All right, for my uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10, I'll just go through them real quick, real fast here. At 7, I got Anthony Richardson. At 8, I put Will Rogers. Then at 9, I put Jackson Dart. And then 10, I got Jaden Daniels. So, I mean, yeah, I've got 8, 9, 10. I've got Stetson Bennett, Jaden Daniels, Jackson Dart as well. I don't know much about Jaden Daniels or Jackson Dart because they're on the West Coast and really didn't have a whole – Jackson Dart just didn't play a lot. Jaden Daniels, I just haven't watched Arizona State enough to know if it was his fault that they weren't amazing or if it was more of an Arizona State problem. I think he's going to be fine at LSU. But I'm not even sure that he's going to be the starter. They have Miles Brennan and then also Garrett Nussmeyer. So we'll see if, if he's the starter. I, that's the part with of the rest of the teams that are on this list is it's tough to know because they don't know if they have a solidified starter. Um, for my 7, 8, 9, and 10, I have Hendon Hooker at 7. Um, I mean, he's probably one of the more experienced quarterbacks in the big or in the SEC. Um, what do you, where was he? Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. Um, he's at Virginia Tech. He's got a good bunch of experience coming in. I also have Anthony Richardson at 8. I don't know what to think about this guy. Um, he's looked good in times, and he's looked bad in times. Uh, we'll see how he develops. I mean, he's also young, so that's an upside for him. Um, nine, I have Jaden Daniels. Um, I'm, I think that's probably who I'm most interested in watching this year. Um, hopefully he can win that quarterback battle. Um, he was electric at Arizona State. Absolutely electric. Um, I love watching him. He also looks like he is 110 pounds soaking wet. Um, so that might be an issue facing those, you know, six nine, three hundred and sixty pound Alabama defensive linemen. But we'll see. Um, and then at ten, we'll see. What you're saying? Um, at ten, I have Jackson Dart. Um, I remember specifically watching a USC game at NYP uh, in Norman, and I was watching Jackson Dart play, and I mean, he didn't look great. Also, that offensive line is horrible at USC, but I mean, he didn't look—he didn't look all that great. We'll see what he does. Lane Kiffin will figure it out. Um, I think Jackson Dart will be good in probably his senior year, but right now, it's just—it's eh, a bit of a rough one. I will say he's got the one of the better names oh, ever for quarterback. I think that alone—that alone ranks him higher for me in my mind. But we'll see how it goes. Out. Plus, he's a, plus he's a good-looking guy. On oh, the yeah. West Coast. He's a good-looking guy, Drew. Nice flow going. <laughs> oh, good-looking guy, yeah. <laughs> All right. To the three-man rush, we'd like to welcome in somebody here, a special um, esteemed guest. He, his Twitter handle is at LJ1077. 1077, the franchise representative here on the three-man rush podcast. Everybody welcome in. The legendary receiver of the Detroit Lions, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> What's up, boys? It's good to have you. Excited to be here. So we're excited to have Calvin as well. We're going to get into a draft here of college football traditions. 
we are less than a month away from college football. We're going to kick off in Ireland. Dublin, Ireland is going to have a special, beautiful football game with the Northwestern Wildcats and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What a weird, odd game to put in Ireland. You know, they're never going to ask for more college football in Ireland after that football game. And like, we've had enough. Yeah, yeah, but that's enough. Anyways, we're going to draft our college football traditions. Leading us off here with his first overall pick is Drew Garrett. All right, so first overall, I'm not doing this based off like recent recent performance. Just like when they're good, that's the best thing that'll ever happen. It's a Florida State war champ. It's just electric in that stadium once they make a big play. So, um, yeah, number one overall pick for me. All right, great pick, Drew. Calvin's going to be the second pick, and then Tom will be third. Uh, I'm going to obviously – I don't know why I didn't go here. I'm going to go with uh, Bob Tech's Enter Sandman when the whole crowd's getting rocking. It's a night game in Virginia Tech. That, that's where I want to be on a Saturday night. So Virginia Tech's Enter Sandman on a, at a big game is my favorite tradition. That one hurts because I was going to take that one. Um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's a favorite. It's, a, it's a, a well-known favorite. Anytime you're missing football in summer, I go to that video every time and watch them. Oh, you got, you got it. To. It's a, it's it's a necessity for college football. It really is. Oh yeah. Um, for my pick, I am going to go South Carolina's Darude Sandstorm. I feel like it's kind of in the same vein with Inner Sandman, just not as cool. It's a little, it's a step down, but um, yeah. I mean, if I'm here in Darude Sandstorm, it's football season. Tell you what. Right. That's a good one. I like the towels there too. They got a nice little towel. Oh yeah, feels like waving them around. NLCS there in South Carolina. All right, so I get back-to-back picks here. Uh, my first pick is going to be Sean McDonough voice cracks. That's a great college football tradition. The most iconic one is obviously he has trouble with the snap. Uh, <laughs> there's been many, many more. Every time that guy gets excited, his voice starts wavering like a ten-year-old. Um, so I'm going to go with Sean McDonough voice cracks as my number one pick. Um, then I've got back-to-back. My second one, I'm going to go with Ralphie from Colorado. I think that we don't we downplay this one. It is absolutely batshit crazy that people run with a, a bison onto, onto <laughs> yeah. a football field. Uh, they act like he's like a pet. It's not a pet. Like, that is a massive animal. Um, crazy. Can you imagine if people, if woolly mammoths were still a thing and Colorado was the mammoths and they had to run out with a mammoth? Giant mammoth. Like, there's someone on top of a mammoth just... Yeah. He's rocking. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got Ralphie uh, as, as my second pick, and we'll send it back around to Tom. Um, for my next pick, I wrote some down here, and there's a few that I want to pick, but I think I have to go West Virginia Country Roads. I mean, that that's just – that's just it's too good of a song to not, you know, to not choose. West Virginia is lucky because they have that. Um, I'm jealous of it. I won't lie. But, Yeah. Country roads. It's great, pick. Home. great pick. The, you know how they used to have on the back of their helmets? I don't know if they still do it, but it used to stay country roads on the back of their helmets. Oh, yeah. The bottom flat. Oh, that's sick. That's yeah. Dope. Dope. Uh, so is it my turn yet? My next? <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so, yeah. so, my, so my next pick, I think I'm going to start running away with this draft. If I'm, leaving, if I'm getting these two as my first two picks, I'm going to go with the whiteout at Penn State. There's absolutely nothing better than a whiteout game at Penn State. That place is rocking like no other. Even if they're terrible, they're going to be rocking. Sweet Caroline. Yeah, man, I love the whiteout game. Come on, love that game. See, he just stole my he just stole my my second pick. So uh, now I got to do some digging here. Number two, I guess I'll do uh, 
jump around in Wisconsin. Oh, solid so, pick. Can't believe that was good one. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, for number three. Um, really fuck me here, Calvin. Um, uh, I guess I'll just go, because I can't think of any up the top of my head, I'll just go Boomer Sooner. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew, that one really, really deep-seated tradition for Drew Garrett. Boomer Sooner. Want to sing it for us? Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing the Boomer Sooner. Oh, yeah, no. Right. I'm not doing that. The first pick of the third round goes to Drew Garrett, and he takes the Boomer Sooner chant as his tradition <laughs> on brand. All right, Calvin, back round. You got third. Uh, so, so this is my third pick, so I guess I'll go uh, – I'll have a little fun with the third pick and go turnover chain at Miami because everybody kind of went off of there, so that's just a good tradition that started other people's traditions, which is so fun. You don't love yeah, the turnover chain They're done with it now. Yeah, uh, it's still my favorite. It's still a tradition that they have. Um, for my third pick, I'm going a little crazy here. I'm doing the Hawaii haka. That thing is electric. I mean, looking at those like fucking those giant linemen doing the haka. That's all you need. That's all you need. Those big Samoans just out there, just just screaming. I mean, that's intimidating. I don't care who you are. It's a good point. I like I like the haka. You see a lot of high school teams do it now, but you know, those the Rainbow Warriors were the were the beginners of the haka. Yep. Um, so there you go. Good pick, Tom, in the third round. My third round pick. Uh, I'm going to take LSU neck. Um, it's a tradition at LSU because they don't sing it as it should be sing, sung. Apparently, uh, the the suck that tiger. Oh yeah, yeah. That song. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the third pick of my tradition. It's an electric song. The entire crowd goes nuts. LSU has some crazy-ass fans, so I'm picking them. That's my third-round pick, and then I'm going back-to-back. Back back. I'm taking the Stanford Tree as my mascot. That's my uh, fourth tradition. Stanford Tree has no hands in NCAA football, but he still catches it. It's exciting. Um, why Why it's a tree, I don't understand, but so I'm taking the Stanford Tree as my fourth tradition. Tom, your last pick. I got a few here that I could choose. Um, I feel like a lot of these traditions um, that I did write down are more kind of important to the university themselves. Um, but I think I think I got to go the Army Navy game, the March on song that they have. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I can't remember the last time I didn't watch the Army Navy game. I feel like it's just it's just the epitomus of college football, you know. Um, and I. I love it. March on. Keep marching, boys. All right. So that will finish me and Tom's list. Now we've got Calvin with his last pick. Uh, I think what I'm going to go with, and this is a bit controversial because I'm not a huge fan of this team, but I, I like uh, Texas A&M's midnight yell practice that they have at the beginning of every year. I think that's pretty sick. Uh, they're just out there practicing their yells, getting lit. The whole place is going nuts, and it's midnight on campus. So what more could you ask for in a college football setting than that right there? Nothing's happening on the field. They're practicing yelling. Come on. It's a good point. It's an odd. It's an odd tradition, but it is a tradition. It is a tradition. It's it's not. A, I think it's probably one of their more like less culty vibe traditions. That's pretty yeah. cool. All right. Uh, since I have the last, 
since I have the last picks, can I can I switch number three out? <laughs> sure. All right, since it, may, it hasn't been taken, I'm just gonna put dotting the I at Ohio State games oh, at number three now. Nice, nice. That's good. And then number four, I mean, just OU and Texas play every year at the Cotton Bowl, so Red River rivalry in uh, in Dallas. That's my fourth best tradition. It's a good tradition. Good traditions. So. All right, so here's some. We've got some honorable mentions here. I put Florida State planting the spear. Um, I almost said that one. I almost yeah. said that one as one of I've got Clemson's entrance on would, here. Yeah, how much rock? Uh, another one. Other ones I have is people saying indisputable video evidence. That's just <laughs> a great tradition. It happens every review. Um, Jack Big Twelve referees just absolutely muscled up, man. <laughs> As Big 12 referees, great tradition. They're on roids. Have to be on roids. Yeah, uh, Mike Defee. I mean, that guy. He could, he could, he could wrestle an alligator. <laughs> He's got some big old biceps on him. Uh, what other traditions do you guys have as honorable mentions? Um, good, I think good. the tunnel run out from Nebraska. Okay, nice. With all nice. the, all the uh, college kids or the student fans. Sorry. Um, also, the UCLA. Um, I don't know if this is during football season, but I just love that they do it. The uh, the underwear run or the naked run that they have. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's during football season. That's just kind of funny. That just all of the student body just strips down and just sprints down the road. It's pretty funny. That's a good well, one. My honorable mention. I got I got a nice just some good tailgates. Oh yeah, tailgating. Can't beat that. Can't can't beat that. Uh, my, my favorite tradition is kind of weird. Is when the refs say the call in the field stands or the call in the field is confirmed, which the ref puts the announcers are like, oh, well, he said stands, so it doesn't know if it's really true or not, so we're just going to keep oh. going with it. I love when the announcers are really reading into what the referees say. Yeah. Oh, I love – oh, another great tradition I love is uh, I think it's Dean Blandino now um, for Fox, and it's Bill oh, Lamontier yeah. on ESPN. They bring in the rules of, of, of analysts, and he gets – he tells you – he tells you exactly what happened on the play, and everyone – he's pointless. Like he says, basically, this is what he'll say. Well, I think his foot was in. No shit. Like, I'm watching the game. I think I can tell his foot is in. So, Dean also, Blandino – Actually, I'll give Dean Blandino a dishonorable mention. We're forgetting just an absolute classic here from Shandvus. Um, how about we forget Lee Corso's head, head gear picks? Oh, oh, no. yeah. It's a great one. Come on. That should be dishonorable mention number one. Yeah, I agree. I've got also dishonorable mentions. Cowbells at Mississippi State, obviously. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a hot take here as a dishonorable mention is the Iowa Wave. Uh, it's not that it's a, not a great tradition. Uh, it's not that I don't like kids. You know, I support kids. I su- especially support kids getting better from cancer. Uh, it's the fact that Iowa fans shove it down your throat that it's the best tradition. It, it, it it's, You're not that good of people for waving, all right? Like it's it's a wave, like you're not inherently a better person from waving. So I'm I'm kind of tired of that tradition. I'm not tired of the tradition. Keep the tradition up, whatever you want. I'm tired of having it shoved down my throat. Um, I have another yeah. dishonorable mention. Um, A and M's twelfth man. Shut the fuck up. I just I I despise everything with A and M so much. I yeah, like I think we mentioned it in the last pod. Um, where were they when they were about to play Wake? Where were they? They, their 12th man wasn't there. He was hiding. He had COVID, quote-unquote. Come on, get out of here with that. I mean, if you're really serious about, who I go play for the team, go fucking do it then. You won't. 
That is a good I, point. Oh my god, Aiden just they grind my gears. Sorry. It's a good but point. They, yeah. it, it's a dumb tradition. They, they say they they're like, oh yeah, we're part of the team. No, you're not. You're in the stands watching. Shut up. Yeah, they're scared of Sam Hartman. I would be too, but I can't stand those stupid cowbells at Mississippi State. It's the most annoying thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't want to hear cowbell. I want to hear really voices annoying. scream. It is really. Uh, I guess my dishonorable mention is the classic Week Twelve Alabama playing a nobody FCS school for no reason. No, that's that's, that's a really good one. Just to watch them put up seventy on nobody. And Except for that one year they had a. Was it scary? They had them on the rope. Citadel. Yeah, yeah. Citadel. Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel put a scare in the hearts of the, the Crimson Tide. Yeah, I, I can't stand Alabama. it. It's like, oh, LSU um, played uh, Arkansas, and then Alabama and Georgia, now they've got McNeese State. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Also, I also can't stand, I mean, I know this is probably going to be a, a hot take. Probably get some hate with this one. Just uh, whoop-pig suey. Oh. Just a bunch of redneck screaming. They really do it way too often. Yeah, it's a little. It's a good tradition at the end of like like once a quarter maybe, but it happens ninety times. If you're converting a second and three for a first down, no one cares. Don't call the pigs, man. Don't call the hawks. Who cares? Yeah, first first down. (laughs) I think I think a lot of Arkansas fans. That's the only thing they know, like how to communicate. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't think they got the brain power to really love the Arkansas fans, but I, there's some of you that just don't have computing power up there, but you can scream with Pig Suey. Yeah, there's not a lot of computer yeah. engineers out in Arkansas. Anyways, uh, so Drew Drew picked Arkansas as his ride-or-die team of the year and then went and shit on their first <laughs> That's funny. All right. It's all right, man. Yeah. You think KJ Chapman likes calling the hogs? I don't know. Probably maybe. not. That's the same. I, don't think he, I think he could care less if they called the Hodge or not. Well, uh, I'm just saying, if you're going to cheer for him, you're going to have to learn learn a little Woo Pig Suey chant. Oh, I'm cheering for him. Yeah. But I will be disgusted at the Woo Pig chants. <laughs> disgusted. All right. Uh, so that's those, those, that's our draft. I'm going to put a little graphic up and let the, let the listeners vote for who had the best uh, list of traditions and uh, draft picks for traditions. Um, next, I've got some questions for you guys. And... So these are basically based on who has the uh, bigger college brand, like who has the bigger college football brand of these teams that I'm going to list off. And you guys basically just give me your um, initial thought, just like one-word answers, like kind of just what you think, no explanation really on who you think is a bigger brand in college football. And it's just brand. It's not about how good they've been or whatever, you know, what what kind of draw they get basically. So my first one on here is Texas A&M or Oregon. That's the same. A&M. A&M. All right. Next, I've got Florida State or Miami. Florida State. Florida State. Miami. Miami. Okay. USC or Georgia? Georgia. Georgia. USC. Uh, no, actually, USC. USC. That one's tough. Georgia. That one's tough. Okay. Next one I've got is Penn State or Tennessee. Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. Tennessee. I like your picture. Uh, Baylor or Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, BYU or Utah? Oh, BYU. Come on. Utah. Probably BYU. 
BYU. Okay. Next one is Texas or Ohio State? Ohio Texas. State. Texas. Okay. Cool. Next one, Washington or Michigan State? Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. All right. That's, I can't believe that was unique. All right. Next, last one I've got here is, I think it's the toughest one in my opinion. I think it's the one that's most neck and neck in my mind is Michigan or Florida. Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, yeah. All right. All three of you guys said Michigan. I thought that was pretty close because I just think you get, you think back to Florida when they had Tim Tebow and they were winning national championships. Florida was what Alabama is now. Like, let's just like, kind of. Um, maybe to a lesser extent, but they were definitely up there. They had like two national championships in, I think, a span of three years. So, um, I, But my, my thought process with it is if it's like a big brand, like, I mean, it's going to have to have like – I mean, I know it sucks, but it's going to have to have a historical, like, thought to it. Because, like, brands aren't built in a day, you know. And right. Michigan, by far, has had a better, like, long or better, more historical uh, program than Florida has by a long shot. You think yeah. so? Mm-hmm. Jake, here's my here's my question. I think Alabama or Notre Dame. Michigan has the most wins, and they're a great program. I just, in my lifetime, Florida's been better. And, I, I mean, Florida had Emmett Smith and Steve Spurrier in the 90s. It's been a good while. I'd say Florida's probably right there with Michigan. Did you ask your question you again? I said Alabama or Notre Dame. Ooh. A bigger brand? Notre Dame. Oh, probably, Notre Dame. Yeah, probably Notre Dame. Notre Dame. The Catholics. Alabama, I, I think people forget this because of Nick Saban, and rightfully so. He's the greatest coach of all time. But Alabama before Alabama was not the main they were a great a great program, but they lost to Louisiana Tech and Louisiana Monroe in our lifetimes. Like, let's just call it what it is. They lost to ULM under Nick Saban. Um, they, there's times when it, Alabama can kind of just become not I don't want I don't want to say irrelevant, but like not to the point of Notre Dame. Even when Notre Dame's bad, they you know, have a lot, of, a lot of viewers. What about just like Notre Dame versus anybody? I think Notre Dame's probably the biggest. Friend. Probably just because they're nationwide. If there were more Mormons, you could probably put BYU up there. <laughs> Catholics were smart. Okay, well, I just wanted to ask you guys some of those questions. I think they're interesting. But we're going to get into our picks on our college football preview pod here. Our picks for the Heisman, the Blitnikoff, and the Dope Walker Award. Um, the Heisman's the, you know, obviously we know what the Heisman is. It's uh, the award for the best player in college football. And then the Blitnikoff is the award for the best receiver, and Doak Walker will award the best running back for the season. Um, Drew, you want to give us your Heisman this year? C.J. Stroud. Simple pick. I think he – I just think that he has the most weapons in college football, and he's – I think he's going to be the number one overall pick of the NFL draft too. So, go with him. Good pick. Um, I chose Will Anderson. I want to see a defensive player win – um, when the Heisman, I think Will Anderson by far and away has the biggest chance um, in a long time since Manti Teo. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he plays this year. I also have Will Anderson. Great pick, Tommy. Uh, I just I kind of got a weird one because I didn't want to go like too mainstream. I went with Will Levis. I think that kid could absolutely sling the rock around, which he could throw off some some decent passes. He almost rushed. He, he's going to rush for over. Ten touchdowns this year. He's got he'll he'll have over thirty tutties. So he's a really good pick. Like there's been people who talk about him as being the number one pick overall as well. So I can see Will Levitt's winning it. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of 
disregarding a guy who could absolutely win it this year and Caleb Williams just because everybody doesn't like him around this area. But I, I, I think Caleb Williams is another guy that can for sure just go out and win it because he's super talented. I will say, growing up in this pod, I said Will Lepis is a dark horse for the Bisman. Yeah, he, yeah, I kind of like him, dude. He's, he's got a good, he's got a good arm. Caleb Williams is a good pick as well. Um, all right, so Drew had C.J. Stroud. Me and Tom both had Will Anderson, and you picked Will Levis. Our Blitnikoff Award winner, I think this one's too obvious to me. Uh, Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigma, I mean, yeah. that guy's a freak. I mean, he's, he's insane. That's, yeah, um, that's my pick, too. Okay, that's your pick. Everybody got Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigma? Yeah, yeah. Anybody want oh, to talk yeah. about it? Uh, okay, there's about, uh, the only person who can even compete with it is Jordan Addison. Um, to your point, yeah. And I'm mean, he, yeah. We could see Jordan Addison go off, but I just don't. Plus, it's Ohio State. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna give it. I think they're gonna give it to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Some dark horses. He's too dark Xavier worthy receiver. Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy's a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Quinn Ears is any bit good as they keep talking about, I can see Xavier Worthy being incredible. Josh Downs, North Carolina. Don't forget about him. Uh, sure, Xavier Hutchinson, maybe? Maybe. Hunter Deckers is amazing, yeah, but I doubt that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else in the, around the country that I can even think of. Maybe somebody from Alabama. I like Ja'Cory Brooks. Um, I mean, I'm just saying this because I'm a little bit biased, but... Under Jeff Levy's system, you can see Marvin Mims, maybe. Oh, Keishon Butte, LSU. Mm. Remember him. Yeah. Thank you but, uh, for a chance to. Yeah. All right, well, those are our uh, Blitnikoff picks. We all had Jackson Smith and Jig, but I think that one's pretty, too, pretty, pretty much uh, cut and dry right now. Um, he's a freak. Anyways, uh, Doak Walker Award for best running back. We're going to uh, predict that. I've got Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. He was 17 last season. Everybody wants to say that he was 17 years old, which is insane. He's massive, and every Wisconsin running back gets this nod, even if they probably shouldn't have won. Sometimes they win. Uh, that year, Chuba probably should have won, in my opinion, and they gave it to Jonathan Taylor. But, um, yeah, I think Wisconsin running backs are kind of uh, always pretty heralded, so I'll pick Braylon home. Um, I have uh... – I can't really decide between these two. They're both two Big 12 running backs. I feel like they're two of the better running backs in the NCAA. I think it's either going to be Bajon Robinson or Deuce Vaughn. I really do. I mean, Deuce Vaughn is the only thing Kansas State has going for him and the only offense they're going to be able to produce. So that's going to inflate his numbers um, and make him look a lot better than he actually is. And, I mean, I watched Bijan dominate the first half against OU last year in the Red River rivalry. Um and I mean, if he can just if he can continue to pull it together and just continue to get better, he can by far. I mean, shoot, I could I could honestly see Bijan Robinson winning the Heisman this year uh, if he has a good enough year, but that's yet to be seen yet. So, um, I'll go with uh, I'm mean, probably gonna pick Deuce Vaughn, but my sleeper pick, uh, that Devin A. Chain guy from uh, A&M, just because. I mean, Texas Stadium, they have who's it going to be? Who's going to be the starting quarterback this year? Is it going to be uh, Haynes King? Maybe him, Max Johnson, or Connor Wegman. One three. I mean, I guess I'm just I just think Devin H. will probably be the best player on that offense overall. So he's got world class speed. Go with him. 
Uh, I'm going to go a little differently. Uh, I don't think Auburn has much of an offense, so I think Tank Bigsby is going to be their only bright spot. So I could see Tank Bigsby kind of having to carry the load for that entire team this year, uh, racking up a ton of yards and scoring a ton of touchdowns because he's the only one who can do it for that Auburn offense. So that's who I've got is Tank Bigsby. All right, good pick, Calvin. I like that pick. All right, um, so those those are our predictions for those three awards. Now we're going to get into a new segment that we're trying here. Uh, it's called the Jimmy Clausen Random Sad of the Week. I'll call it the Jimmy Clausen because I always forget about Jimmy Clausen. He's just a random guy, college football legend, Notre Dame quarterback, and we still forget about him. Most Notre Dame quarterbacks, and I remember Notre Dame quarterback. But Jimmy Clausen, uh, kind of random guy. And so each of us can give a stat of the week. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be football. Um, I'm going to go first, though, because uh, we've hated on uh, Texas A&M a lot on this podcast. I'm going to continue it here. In the last 20 seasons, Texas A&M has won 10 games just one single time. And 10 games in the regular season just one time. Um, that ties the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, man. And the banner. Yeah. Um. For my stat, I will also pretty much say the same exact thing as you, Jake, but one team that has never had 10 wins ever in its program history, Iowa State. Garbage. Absolute garbage. That's a wild stat, man. How can I cannot you... believe that you never have had a 10-win season ever. Like, pay someone. Cheat. I don't care. For the love of God. Get to 10. Real Mitchell was supposed to bring him back, but, you know, he failed. Yeah, that guy sucked. So. Um, I'm going away from football here. I'm just going, like, city rankings. Oklahoma City's on the rise. Okay. They're number 28 now. Continue to drill. They're going to get a new uh, Thunder Arena soon. So, yeah. Eye on Oklahoma City. It's a great city. 405. 405. <laughs> you know, when you go to Thunder games, there's that one guy that will – He'll be chanting to get the crowd chanting. He'll be like, four, oh, five, to get the whole chant. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a stupid chant. But it you know, it's a bad one. It's a bad It's a drilling city. Yeah. It's a drilling city. Yeah. Uh, since COVID's hit, here's my stat. Since COVID has hit in 2020, uh, the Pac-12 has not won a bowl game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really tough stat Man. to hear. I mean, Washington State got to play Central Michigan last year. Uh I mean, who else? Arizona State played with Wisconsin. I'm trying to think of whoever, who was even in Oregon. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ohio Oregon, State, Utah, Utah gave Ohio State a run for their money, but that was about as close as we got. Yeah, Oregon got smacked. They, they, yeah, they, that's really bad stat. That's horrible. I feel like they had a – Oregon State played Utah State. Couldn't win that one? Like, come that's on, embarrassing. just one. It's that's completely embarrassing. Um, yeah, I actually lost, like they lost by eleven to, to Utah State. They lost twenty four thirteen to that team. What a barn burner of a, a freaking bowl game there! Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Actually, I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel has a bowl now. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the Jimmy Kimmel. Bowl. What the? F- that's that's a big bowl game these days. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a ring and it says Jimmy Kimmel Bowl Game on? <laughs> it's just a picture of Jimmy Kimmel's face on the ring. <laughs> Or the the Utah State Aggies. Aren't they the Aggies? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, winners of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Who was the Who was the guy from Arkansas a couple years ago that went to the Belk Bowl and uh, he had a thousand dollar gift card to all the stuff and he just, just still decided to steal some oh, stuff. Oh yeah, a thousand dollars wasn't enough, so I, you know I'm gonna steal it. Yeah, that's one of those uh, 
Leangelo Ball type things where it's like, dude, you have all of this money and you still decided to steal something. And like, it's insane. Like the the PlayStation Bowl, people are getting we're getting PS fives. Like, oh yeah, that was yes. the Fiesta Bowl this year. All of the ocean. Oh yeah, free at PS five. Man, just being a walk on that team. I haven't played a snap oh. all year. Oh, I might walk on just for that. That sounds exactly. PS5, come on. I got That's my ass PS5, beat all yeah. year. I got my ass beat all year, but you know what? I got a free PS5. <laughs> you know, I'll quit the team after. That's all I, That's all I won. Art sweat and blood in it for that PS5. Yeah. Mm. You got, would you guys be Rudy? Uh, like, you know, have you guys ever watched the movie Rudy? Yeah. Yeah. Or he just gets his ass beat? No. As a practice squad player, basically. Would you guys no. be Rudy to get a free PS5 and a $10,000 Belk gift card? Come on, $10,000. $10,000. Who's buying a belt? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> are you buying a belt? What, what, what can you even it? fucking buy a belt? I don't think I've ever so, seen a belt. I thought it was... Maybe this is just me not knowing things. I thought that was like a, like a female shopping store. Like I thought it was a woman. No, like, they I sell... Like a, I think it's like a normal... Like, like a department store. They sell a lot of oh, suits. Oh, so it's 10000 gift card in Walmart, basically. Like, I'm looking at basically. The belt. Uh, looks like, yeah, like a clothing department store, kind of like a Macy's, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe we have... dollars man. Oh, well, first of all, I mean, you're already getting a $1,000 gift card, so why would you want to steal from their play? Well, I mean, if you're going to steal from something, make it like Louis Vuitton or something. He's, he was probably <laughs> like... Milk. He had probably spent all, almost all of his gift card and was like, shit, man, I guess i got to steal this. Probably <laughs> <laughs> just like a pair of socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was it that Leangelo Ball stole? I couldn't tell you. No, he stole a watch from some store in China. Like a Louis Vuitton store in China, he stole a watch. That's just, yeah, he's, he's stealing sunglasses and a watch from Louis Vuitton store. <clears throat> I mean, come on, man. Just ask Lonzo for a couple bucks at that point. I That that was the most shocking thing, because Lonzo had already been in the NBA. That was the Brittany like, Griner situation before the Brittany Griner situation, because he was in jail in China. All right. You know what I'm saying? He made it out the mud. She's, she's got about eight and a quarter left. Yeah, so. uh, Calvin, would you like to give us the Brittany Griner update of the week? Uh, she in jail. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I can give you. Well said. Anyways. Hey, if it was LeBron, would y'all charge into Russia to go save him? No. If it was Russell Westbrook, I would. I don't, I don't think I'd do it for anybody. It's LeBron, Only for man. Us. Only for us. Okay, okay, how does Brittany Griner go to jail affect how does Brittany Griner going to jail affect LeBron's legacy? That's the question. I think it impacts it great. About, about, about as much as me hopping on this pod is how much it affects his legacy, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> how does know, Calvin man. Johnson hopping on the, the three man rush podcast affect LeBron's legacy? This is this is the three man rush with the disguised blitz. I'm, I'm the fourth rusher, the fourth rush on the uh, defensive line. Don't know what I'm coming. We brought an edge rusher. Usually drops into cover. Yeah, you got a little edge rush coming off. It's the the corner blitz on NCAA football. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. The corner coming off the side. Uh, what out. was that one that was the blitz? It was like dogs all go. I yeah, used to run that. Right. Yeah. Dogs all go. Uh, Engage eight was incredible blitz. Yeah. You better you better hope he gets that quarterback quick. Oh, Tom, trust me. On the Tennessee Volunteers dynasty, we got to the quarterback. You just got to run over Storm Brave and you'll be fine. Overstorm Brave was a good blitz. Should we start run calling up the Calvin? Linebacker. Let's start calling Calvin the edge rusher. <laughs> we'll bring him on yeah, as the edge rusher. I'm all in for that. 
right, nice. Okay, so can we talk about what positions are we are us three playing on the defensive line? So Calvin's coming off the side for a blitz. Yeah. Um, who's nose guard? I think we throw Drew in at nose. <laughs> put, put Drew in at nose tackle. Yep. And then, then me and you are left and right in, Jake. Yeah. I, I like to rush the passer. I'll yeah. clog the middle up. Don't worry. <laughs> you <go>. Yeah, Drew, <laughs> Drew. Drew's a real run defender. He's got a lot of girth to him. Yeah. Call me Big Aaron Donald. man. <laughs> yeah, Drew, Drew's Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, hey, that'll do it for our pod today. Uh, again, we want to thank Calvin for coming on. We'll send his Twitter. His Twitter is at LJ1077. Um, guys, give him a follow. We'd love you guys to give us five stars. Um, rate, subscribe, do ever, do all that good stuff on our podcast. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at 3ManRushFB. Uh, we appreciate you all listening. Let's have a good one.